it's time for Rod and Real Radio with your hosts, Hop Along John Cassidy, fresh and saltwater expert angler Stan Vanderberg, and all-around outdoors fishing and hunting enthusiast Wendy Toshihara. If you love the outdoors, enjoy salt or freshwater fishing, this is the show for you. We'll cover most all of the fishing tournaments and events with special reports while providing you with the information you need as to how and where to experience the best fishing opportunities in Southern California, Baja, Alaska, or just about anywhere the fish are biting. Rod and Real Radio brought to you by El Cajon Ford at Broadway and Main or online at ElCajonFord.com. Whether it's time for a new or used car or truck or you need to take advantage of San Diego's best quick lane for service with genuine Ford parts, brand name tires at competitive prices, remember nobody beats El Cajon Ford. We have some fantastic guests and reports lined up for you this evening, so sit back, relax, and get ready for the fastest two hours in radio. It's all right here, right now, on Rod and Real Radio, the best stop on your radio dial for all the information you need for fishing opportunities all over the United States. Now here's your host, Hop Along, John Cassidy. Well, thank you, Mark Larson, and welcome everyone to this weekend memorial uh, edition of Ron Real Radio. I am indeed your underfished host, Hop Along, John Cassidy. And I can't tell you how pleased we are that you chose a little of your Sunday, especially during this holiday, to be with us. We've got a fast-paced show lined up for you tonight, and I think we're going to make it worth your while tuning in and listening to us. Let me give you just a little bit of a rundown. What's in store for you tonight? Right out of the bag, uh, right out the out of the slot. Paul Dyke, general manager of Elcone Ford, is going to be with us. You know, it's the memorial. Day or the Memorial Weekend Celathon. You're going to want to hear all about it. So we've got Paul that's going to tell us what's happening. Then later on, Paul Salazar, pro staffer with Promar, he's going to be with us. The CCA, the Coastal Conservation Association of California, has some big events coming up. He's going to clue us in what's happening. John Campbell, Yellowtail Director, Derby. uh, will uh, be with us. He's going to tell us about what's happening with this year's Derby. Jim Nelson will be with us. He's going to give us a local inshore report. And then, starting off at 6 o'clock, pro angler Brandon Palinek. He's going to be with us. He just won the championship and Sam Rayburn for Bassmaster Elite Series. He's going to be with us. And then, if we've got time and we can get a hold of him, Ray Summers, owner-operator of Vendetta Sports Fishing, he's going to be with us to tell us what's happening offshore. But before that all gets going, let me introduce to you first my co-host for Ron Real Radio. First of all, this gentleman is one of the biggest insurers here in the Southern California area for boats and other articles that you might be uh, uh, happy of keeping. That's Mr. Stan Vandenberg. Stan, how you doing? Well, so far, so good, John. It's been a busy day. I started out in the morning getting ready to cook for 30 people tomorrow on a barbecue. <laughs> and then the afternoon I spent getting my Crowley boat ready to go up and, uh, gosh, next week yeah. uh, at the uh, for our finest annual trout invitational tournament. So it's been a busy day, busy weekend. It is going to be busy for you. Hey, uh, uh, let me before we get going here, Stan, let me introduce our listening audience. To my other host, she is the national sales manager for Iserline, represents many other fine companies in the fishing industry, and is also a rather accomplished sportsman in her own right in both fishing 
and hunting, Miss Wendy Toshihara. Wendy, welcome. Thank you. Nice to hear you guys. Hey, it is good hearing. Good hearing from you. I hope I hope you guys are having a great Memorial Weekend. You bet. Oh, we are. Hey, speaking of Memorial Weekends, you know, this is the beginning of the summer season. We're thinking about going to our local lake or going down to the ocean, hauling our boat or putting all of our possessions in the vehicle and heading on out. But all of a sudden this season we find out our vehicles, maybe another year older, uh, it doesn't haul our boat the way we'd like it, or we've accumulated a lot more gear than we had last year. We can't get it all in there, or our vehicle's just one year older and can't make the trip. Well, this weekend is Ford's big sellathon, and who better to tell us about the details on what's happening there at Elkhorn Ford is the general manager of Elkhorn Ford, Mr. Paul Dyke. Paul, welcome to Ron Real Radio. Hey, thanks for having me. How you doing, John, Stan, Wendy? Excited to always come on here for these self clowns. Appreciate you giving me the opportunity to tell everybody what's going on. Well, Are you this, kidding? This is great. This is great. You you better believe it. But before we talk about the Solothon, I want to talk to you about Ford trucks because Elkhorn Ford is the center of activity when it comes to Ford trucks here in San Diego County. Ford trucks really changed in the past couple of years, and there's really been some smack talk about trucks. But unfortunately, it looks like the other competitors in this field, they want their trucks in the coming seasons to actually look more like Ford trucks. What, what's happening with Ford trucks that are making them so exciting right now, Paul? Well, what's funny you say, the, the smack talk, and they're all talking about the new aluminum body truck. Um, which they're all going to in the next couple of years. So I think that's what you mean by kind of look like it, but they're also going to act like it with the new aluminum bodies. Right. Fuel economy is everything right now. So if you can save some weight or redistribute it, get better fuel economy, that's what all the manufacturers are going for. They drive unbelievable, these new Super Duties. Um, for 2017, it's a completely redesigned vehicle. They took 700 pounds out of the body, but they didn't, uh, they used some of it back in the truck. They added 300 pounds to the new frame. Um, it's a fully boxed frame for the first time. And it's the first time ever a truck has been able to pull over 20,000 pounds off the bumper. Not the fifth wheel, not a, not a gooseneck. But if you have a 21,000-pound boat, you can hook it up to the back of this truck and tow it without any special stuff, which is just amazing. That is flat amazing. Stan, you you insure a lot of boats. Uh, your average twenty-one foot boat. Uh, what kind of weight are you talking about in that? Maybe three thousand pounds. You know, you're talking about seventeen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen hundred pounds for the for the hull, and then you've got the the motors nowadays are another five hundred pounds or something like that. The, the, especially the the four strokes, and you know, if you're you're so you're somewhere between let's say twenty five and three for most of the boats the guys are are trailering now in that twenty foot range, and and a little bit more. But how big did you say, Paul? Twenty one thousand. Twenty one thousand pounds. So you can tow um, tow a triple axle, uh, you know, thirty foot ocean going boat off the back of the truck uh, without anything special. Might as well just hook it up. Last year, the old body was only fifteen thousand pounds, so it improved by six thousand pounds with this new frame. You could hook up a semi and tow the semi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Some crazy numbers off the engine. It's still the same engine that they've uh, had in the truck since 2011. 
they did tweak the horsepower and torque, but this thing has 925 pounds of torque, and it has 440 horsepower, which is best in class. There's no other truck out there that has those numbers. Is that diesel? Yeah, that'll be the the diesel. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's the diesel. Man, that is incredible. And then it still gets mileage on top of that. Yeah, you can, uh, with the truck empty on the freeway, cruise control, you can expect to get, you know, 16, 17 miles a gallon out of it. Um, if you really put it on cruise control and keep it at the right speed, you can even do better. But uh, the new <laughs> trucks, you get inside them and drive them. And, you know, I, I've got friends that are Chevy friends, and i got friends that are Dodge friends, and they get in my truck, and they're just blown away by it. And uh, that's the reason Ford's been the number one selling truck for 40 years. It's, you know, it's it's really a nice stuff. Everybody else's product is great out there right now. I'm not going to knock any other product, but, you know, you, the Ford actually probably costs a little more, but you get what you pay for sometimes, you know. You buy a boat, and you buy the cheap boat, you end up regretting it. If you step up and spend a little bit more money, that boat's going to last you a lot longer than... Well, they've done the such a great job. That. That's the way I treat a Ford truck, is you're buying the best. Well, and they've done a great job about, you know, changing up the the uh, motors that they put into these vehicles. Now you've got this little motor that gets great torque and tons of mileage on the smaller vehicles. You've got the bigger diesels now that... Okay, you pull a freight train with them now, <laughs> but that's incredible. That that amount of weight, twenty one thousand pounds, is outside the box. Um, yeah, I drive a little Focus RS sometimes, and it's a four cylinder, and that's three hundred and forty horsepower. Back in the eighties, a Mustang V eight only had two hundred horsepower. I was going to say you didn't get that much with... out of a muscle car. No. Um, yeah, it's just amazing what's going on. And the hey. other really cool thing about Ford right now is the Ford Raptor trucks are back. Um, it's a limited supply truck. It's a high-demand truck out here with Mexico so close to us. But that's the aluminum body, and everybody's like, oh, man, they're putting the EcoBoost six-cylinder in that truck. Why are they doing that? Well, it takes the weight off the front end. It's more horsepower than the V8 was. It's 375 horsepower out of the six-cylinder. And what's really cool now in our new trucks in the F-150s uh, with the 3.5 EcoBoost, they've gone to a 10-speed transmission, so our gas mileage has really jumped up. Really? Now, that is cool. First off, the EcoBoost motor is just an incredible piece of machinery to start with. To get 370 yes. horsepower out of it, and you make a couple of different sizes of that now, now, but to get 370 horsepower out of that is pretty doggone big. Out of a yeah, six. it's amazing. That engine came out in 2011, so it's definitely well-tested, the 3.5 EcoBoost. But we used to have to tell people, you know, they'd come in when they heard we're putting the V6 in them, and they say, I want a V8. And I say, okay, well, go drive this new truck and take it around and come back. And they got an ear-to-ear smile. And I'm like, guess what? You just drove a six-cylinder. Wow. Well, now, Paul, uh, we're talking about this being the uh, Memorial Weekend. And I've, obviously, Ford has a sellathon going on. What makes the sellathon really a special time to come in and buy a vehicle? Well, Elcom Ford, most of our customers are repeat. We run about an 80% repeat business. So our customers do get in the cycle of coming here. There's a lot of leasing going on again. And so three years ago, the Fusion had its first great lease where it was no money down, one ninety nine a month. Well, now all those people are at the end of their lease, so they're back here again today. And Ford is still offering the same one ninety nine uh, zero down lease on the Fusion SE, which is a beautiful car. Um, and it's a, a $26,000 car. You know, three years ago, the Fusion was a $21,000 car, but Ford's put out these big rebates and big incentives to increase uh, 
the uh, uh, rebates to allow for that low payment again. And the new cars, the, the technology in these new cars, what's going on with them is crazy. So there is a little increase in pricing stuff, but the safety and everything about these new cars is, is amazing. And then what Ford does, they also add a $1,000 extra trade assist if you trade in the car on a lot of the models. They come in with the 0% financing for 72 months and still give you $2,000 worth of rebates on a lot of the cars. It's just they support it really well. We as a dealership, a normal weekend for us is 30 cars um, for Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Yesterday we did 38 in one day. Wow. So we can definitely deal. We can work on uh, you know um, smaller margins to get the, get the cars on the street. And then what's also really cool about Elkhorn Ford is we do those tent sales uh, three weeks after these are big events. So um, I get great used cars traded in from our customers, and most of them have been serviced here. And then we go up the street to the Walmart, and we sell a bunch of used cars for great price and great value and great cars. That's pretty cr- incredible right there. Well, Paul, uh, Elkhorn Ford has always been known for having available a wide range of financing so that people can fit into a vehicle and still make it economical for them. Yeah, the leasing right now is super popular, and a lot of people don't understand the leasing, but uh, that's where you can really get a low payment. The zero for 72 months creates a really low payment, Um, but uh, Ford stepped up with their product, and, um, you know, it's showing. We're going to sell probably 115 cars uh, Friday through Monday, which is huge. One thing Alcombe Ford did was we've just now taken over a bigger storage lot because we're selling more cars again. All so right. we have an off-site place where Ford's loading us up with inventory so we can sell more cars and, and uh, you know, just be better in town at what we do. And we appreciate the fishing community tons. Um, we get a lot of people from your show and from Paul's tournaments that we do. And then we have uh, the racing people up at Verona Speedway and, Paris, uh, we got people from Paris that come down here that I know from racing the vice cars. So we're a community, and, you know, if a friend comes in here, I want them to be part of the family, so we'll do whatever it takes. You know, also, we want to let people know when they leave the Elkhorn Ford lot, it isn't like they're going into a wasteland, because Elkhorn Ford, with Don Horn over there, it's they're the number one service dealer around. I mean, you uh, they, you stand behind what you sell. Yeah, and we do have something special that only a few Ford stores in town have. It's called the Quick Lane. You mentioned it. It's to get the cars in and out for fast service on the basic service needs. You know, your brakes, tires, batteries, oil changes, that's stuff that you know, we can do. We can be competitive. We can price match any tire in town. We can go up against any of the big tire stores and, and match their pricing on tires. That's something Ford does for us for being a Quick Lane. Um, and we can service all makes and models. So all our used cars... Now Ford is actually making parts and, and stuff for them, a new line of parts they came out that services all makes and models, and it's the same as the Motorcraft, but, uh, which is great quality, but now we have oil filters for all brands wow. and, and air filters and all that stuff. So we're really trying to take care of everybody's needs. If they you know have a truck that they like, but they have an import car that they drive, well, we can service both of them here. Paul, uh, you've you've already done a fantastic job selling vehicles this weekend. How's your inventory still? Good, good. We we stepped up. Um, if you ask Mister Leader, he probably would say that I have way too much inventory. <laughs> but they do say there's a bottom for every seat, so I got to find those people out there to uh, put them in all these cars. And the only way we're going to do that is be dealing. You know, we're, we're we we just need to move metal. All right, That's what we're Mo- trying to do. The Memorial Weekend Sellathon is on right now, but tell me, how much longer does it go, and, and how do people find you, Paul? 
And it goes through Wednesday night, which is really cool. Usually they shut it off the day after Memorial Day, and, you know, there are a lot of people like me and you are stuck working on the weekends where we don't get to go shopping. Well, you can come out all the way till Wednesday for all the incentives. And the best way, I know a lot of your listeners are all over and they're not right in our backyard, but go on ElcajonFord.com. We have every Memorial Day special out there um, and uh, online that you can see our inventory and see what we're doing. You can inquire and we can have the car sitting here ready for you if it's just something you want to buy and make a real uh, easy buying uh, process for you, even if you don't live right here in San Diego. All right, Paul. Uh Busy time at Elko and Ford right now. Thanks for taking some time out of your day to be with us here on Ron Real Radio and explain to us just what's happening with the Ford Celathon at Elko and Ford. Appreciate it, and we look forward to seeing you hopefully during the week. All right, and then one other thing, too, this weekend, Memorial Day, Ford stepped up for any retired military or military with right. the biggest military rebates they've ever had. Um, and I was over in Miramar last week with a bunch of soldiers and We've had a ton of great people come here that really take care of us, defend our country, and do stuff for us. And if you're military, um, take advantage of the great rebates and uh, and uh, talk to your your guys that are pulling in in the new trucks because most of them over there at Miramar, we've, we've sold six trucks to the Miramar uh, uh, base over here since Friday. Excellent. So uh, got to take care of our military. All right. Please uh, give Paul best regards from Ron Real Radio, uh, Stan, Wendy, and myself, and Again, Paul, thanks a lot for being with us tonight. All right, guys. Have a great show. I'll be listening. All How right, buddy. Good job on the weekend here. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. We're having fun. Come on down and visit us. All right. Conditions are getting good, too, so there's a lot of good things going on. You <laughs> better gotcha. believe it. That's El Cajon Ford at the corner of Broadway and Maine in El Cajon, or you can go to ElcajonFord.com and see all the great deals that Paul Dyke just told us about hey guys we got to take a break right now coming up next promar pro staff jim salazar he's going to be with us stay tuned there's still a lot more rod real radio to come You can count on El Cajon Ford, as so many Southern Californians have for years. El Cajon Ford has the cars and trucks you can count on, like the all-new Fusion and Escape, Edge, Explorers, and more. And now, Fiestas with 38 MPG and Focus with 40 miles per gallon highway, plus C-Max Energy with up to 42 highway EPA estimates. El Cajon Ford has them now. Shop online at ElCajonFord.com. Choose from hundreds of your favorite F-Series trucks, too. El Cajon Ford knows is trucks, no matter what you're hauling or towing, for a great weekend of fishing or for some fun in the desert. Now get special savings on every F-Series truck in stock, 150s, 250s, 350s, at El Cajon Ford. We have commercial trucks, too, including the all-new Transit Connect, finally a commercial van with great mileage, helping your business get moving again. El Cajon Ford, worth the short drive from anywhere in Southern California, Broadway and East Main at El Cajon, or online anytime, anywhere at ElCajonFord.com. Gamakatsu hooks are made from high-grade carbon steel specially heat treated to make them light and extra strong but not brittle. The Gamakatsu sharpening process is the most modern in the world and results in a perfectly conical point that is unequaled in sharpness. Gamakatsu offers a huge variety of hooks for all types of fishing, drop shot, extra wide gap, worm hooks, finesse wide gap, and a lot more. Gamakatsu has a hook for whatever style of fishing you want to do. Don't waste your time on a cheap hook. Ask for Gamakatsu hooks at your favorite tackle store now. 
I got a garage full of fishing tackle, and every time I get out on the water, I realize I forgot something important. But I never forget my life jacket. I make sure my buddies wear theirs, too. Save the ones you love. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. H&M Landing is the most diversified sport fishing company on the West Coast. Serving the angling community since 1935, H&M Landing's name recognition and reputation for customer service is the best in the business. The H&M fleet provides the widest range of trip options and boasts the coast's largest open party fleet. For ocean fishing any time of the year, H&M Landing should be your choice for nearshore and offshore fishing. H&M is San Diego's most experienced sport fishing company, offering the best in half-day, three-quarter day, full, and multi-day trips, and a complete schedule of long-range adventures. Call today, HM or visit their website at www.hmlanding.com for updated schedules and secure online booking. H&M Landing, the experienced angler's first choice in local and multi-day fishing since 1935. That's H&M Landing at 619-222-1144 or hmlanding.com. Hi, I'm Chad, designer and owner of Hookup Baits. Hookup Baits jigs are the most realistic and effective jigs ever developed. The realistic action and looks of these jigs catch everything from crappie and trout to yellowtail and tuna and everything in between. In fact, in the last year, I have only thrown hookup baits and have caught close to 100 different species of fish. These jigs are so versatile and easy to use with eight different sizes and colors to match the hatch wherever you fish. You can fish them on top, you can fish them on the bottom, fast, slow, and even troll them. You can find these great jigs for fresh and saltwater fishing at hookupbaits.com. 2015 and 16, Quantum Fishing's gone and done it again for you with the brand new redesigned Smoke PT Reel Series. Everything from your spinning reels all the way to your bait casters, the PTA design has the new PTXA frame, lighter, stronger, bone crushing drag, Quantum Fishing. We are performance tuned. Check them out at Angler's Arsenal in La Mesa or anglersarsenal.com or give us a call at 619-466-8355. It's a big deal, you know. I've always wanted to be on Rod and Real Radio. Line. <laughs> <laughs> I won the Bassmaster Classic. I did a, a McDonald's commercial, but now I know I've made it. I fulfill my dream. <laughs> that is just absolutely awesome. Hey, Stan, Wendy, and I, we want to welcome you back to Rod and Real Radio. Also, Ron Real Radio would like to give a big shout out to Doug and Sue visiting San Diego from Chicago. Guys, you came for great weather. We look forward to seeing you later on in the week. Wendy, we've got our next guest all ready to go. Would you like to introduce him to our audience? Sure. We have Pomar Pro Staffer Jim Salazar, who is also on our state board for Coastal Conservation Association California, and he has an event coming up June 10th. Hey, Jimmy, how you doing? I'm doing great, Wendy, John, and Stan. How are you guys? All Great. well, my friend, all well. Great, Jim. Hey, hey, hey Jim, I, I know you came on to talk about this event, but I've got to, let's first talk about, you texted me a picture that was really outstanding. Do you want to you know, just clue our audience in real quick what that was all about and the circumstances around that? Yeah, it was a little pre-fishing for this Battle of the Bays uh, tournament that we're having up in, uh, in King Harbor at the uh, King Harbor Yacht Club on June 10th. And I had a, a good friend that uh, has been bugging me about going out to do a little pre-fishing. And uh, the moral of the story is don't go pre-fish. <laughs> we caught a 41-inch 
34-pound halibut today. Man. Isn't and, that crazy? And this, was after, this was after catching a limit of rockfish in some challenging conditions this morning with all this wind and chop that was left over from last night. So we got a limit of rockfish, and we were trying to zone, zone in on that part because we added a rockfish division to the uh, kayak tournament. So my buddy kind of wanted to find a couple more rockfish spots. So we did that and then came in on Torrance Beach and dropped a couple of sardines down that we got from uh, Larry Deer over at Insane Bait. He's starting to, uh, looks like he's going to start selling bait in there. All right. Yeah. Well, great. Well, now you were uh, pre-fishing for an event that was coming up, the Battle of the Bays. And before we get into the upcoming event, you had one down here in San Diego a couple of weeks. And from... All appearances, it looked like everyone had a great time, went home with great prizes, and it was a fun day of fishing. It was really a blast. We had such a good time. We had 54 people that had registered, and we had about 45 guys that ended up launching. And uh, it was a very enthusiastic crowd. Um, everybody uh, went out and fished. A lot of short fish is typical for, for Mission Day. Um, we had nine or ten fish that were uh, finally uh, accepted and submitted. And, uh, and then we had two halibut that came in in the big fish ter- uh, part of the tournament. And actually, the big fish side pot was won by the youngest kid in the tournament. He was a 16-year-old uh, angler. John, uh, John did a great little job out there. That's great. You know, and even though the conditions weren't as good as you'd like to see them, it sounds like everyone had a great time. It was great food, great prizes. And now it seems like you've gained a little momentum and People are looking forward to this uh, this next event that you're running. Tell us about that. Well, the last time I talked to you guys, I was real, a little worried because uh, we were about a month out and we only had eight people signed up. So this time we were a month out and we've got about 28 people signed up. Now we're up to 32. So it's looking really good. I think we're going to end up launching probably about 40 to 45 guys again, which will, will be a fun, manageable event. And uh, it uh, it looks like it's going to be a fun event. It's going to be the same kind of event the CPR part of this event, this catch photo release thing that we do with the iAngler app um, where you register on the app and then you take a picture of the fish on the hog trough, a, a backer board with the line markings on it for inches. Yes. You take a, a picture of your fish on there and then you submit it to the app and you either deny or accept it. And then um, it automatically gets judged by the, uh, by the app. Um, and it worked out great. We had an electronic leaderboard running the whole time, so you could look at it and see where you stood in the standings. It's really a, I think it's a great way to go. I think, you know, there, there's, there's limitations to it because of the, the you know, it's based on length. But um, I think it's a great way conservation-wise to go for bass. You know, you don't end up with a, a live bass tournament where you bring them in and you end up with a bucket or a, a cooler full of dead bass or a bunch of bass that are just struggling to swim back out into the water. You take a picture and you release your bass, so it, 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 it's really a cool way to go. You know, uh, Jim, for those fishermen that have never fished that area for sand bass and spotted bay bass that are used to fishing Mission Bay, San Diego Bay, how, how do you rate the fishery over there? And you, Do you fish the fish pretty much the same way? Uh, we're going to have a, a much more diverse number of fish, uh, kinds of fish, and sizes of fish will go way up. Um, there's a lot of structure spots right out in front of Redondo Beach, uh, the artificial reef there at Hermosa and Redondo. And then if you go along the edge of the canyon, you've got all your structure spots there on either side of the canyon, and then the Torrance Beach flat spots, 
for halibut and sand bass and some of those little stones. And then you, if you want to take that four-mile trip to the kelp, you can always go fish the, the, you know, the kelp for calicos over there. So it's a much more diverse fishery. It's so much easier to get outside of the harbor and so much safer to get out. I think it's really going to be fun. It's going to be, uh, it's going to be neat to see what's caught. Right. Hey, Jim, I just uh, posted that picture uh, that you were talking about on Rod and Reel Radio. So you, our listeners can go to that to, to see exactly what that fish looked like. Can, can you share with us what technique was used? Yeah. Um, I had a friend of mine who had never caught a halibut before in his life. This was his first halibut. And he, uh, I showed him the, a rig that, uh, that I had learned, on how, you know, a trap rig, sort of a, a rig with a sliding sinker on it. And I was showing it to him. I tied him up. I got him all rigged up, and then I hooked his bait on for him, and I tossed it in the water and said, just put your clicker on, and and then just, you know, kind of move really, and all of a sudden it was like, and that was it. Yeah. <laughs> and he had his first halibut. He brought it up, and uh, luckily for him, I was there, and I gaffed it. Those big halibut, you gaff them in the belly, and it's amazing how it freezes them up. Mm. Wow. Well, not only that, a lot of great eating on that uh, particular fish, too. Uh, you know, it seems like looking at that fish, you guys might want to consider getting uh, longer uh, measuring boards out there because uh, most of the measuring <laughs> boards we've been selling have been, you know, 21, 22 inches, 18 inches, and that that bad boy exceeds that for sure. Yeah, that was a 41-inch fish. But yeah, it was... Uh... It was a big fish, but you know what? That, that's that's uh, like all tournaments. If you're going to have a, a big fish tournament, you're going to have a kill tournament. So um, the uh, you know those fish that are um, that are in the big fish tournament part of it or side pot will uh, have to be brought back to the dock and uh, weighed in before uh, or in line before one p.m. Now, Otherwise, the pictures, as long as they're in by twelve fifty nine, you could still be out on the water paddling back in. Now, when you were running your uh, event down here in San Diego. You also had a sponsor that uh, allowed fishermen to come in and rent kayaks and, and go out of there. Is there any provision meant for people that want to fish this event, don't have a kayak, that they can get a hold of one? No, you know, I really, really um, worked on it. I, I couldn't get anybody that, that uh, found it financially viable to them. And, and, and it's too bad because I have a number of people that, that want to try uh, want to try, you know, something fun like this out, because this isn't such a competitive tournament. This is a fun tournament. I mean, the grand prize is that four-day trip to Cedros, and everybody that participates gets a drawing ticket. So, I mean, even you don't, have, you don't even have to catch a fish to, uh, you know, to be involved in, in the top prize, which is that, you know, that wonderful trip to Jeff Mariani's Cedros kayak fishing. Yeah. Now, you know, uh, too, this is a fishing tournament, but then this is also a benefit to help, the uh, Coastal Conservation Association of California, and tell us a little bit about that. Well, it's a fundraiser for the Coastal Conservation Association of California, and all the proceeds after our expenses go to the CCA Cal General State Fund. Um, we raised a, a couple thousand dollars in the uh, raffle down in uh, in Mission Bay, and uh, had around I don't know three grand or so in registrations. So we're hoping for the same numbers up here. So you know we can make a little bit of money on it. It's not a big giant moneymaker for us but it's been great because it's opened a lot of doors with a lot of different sponsors and i mean geez we had almost 40 sponsors on the back of the t-shirt so it's really uh really was well supported by the industry I, I, you know i i've got to say kudos to everybody out there uh dana landing baja fish gear um 
Rick Jensen at uh, Sport Fishing Financial and Turner's and uh, Promar. You know, so many of these people have just really stepped forward and, and really, really uh, donated a lot of stuff, AFCO and Shimano. So it's really, really cool to see the industry support CCA so well and this first tournament that we did. In, and, you know, everything just went off perfectly at the last one. If, if it goes as good at this one, it's, it's going to be a fun event. Now, Jim, where can people go to get information about this event, to enter, get an entry form? Will you uh, take entries the day of the event there? Give us all those details, will you please? Well, they can go to ccacalifornia.org and uh, go to our, our uh, Coastal Conservation Association website there and, uh, and then uh, scroll down and they'll see a Battle of the Bays uh, link. And that'll take them, or they can go to www.battleofthebays.org, or excuse me, .com, battleofthebays.com, and uh, that has a, a couple of links on it right there to uh, take you to the iAngler app is really where the registration and the PayPal takes place there. And it's a $60 entry fee. You don't have to be a member of CCA to, uh, to join in. It's a $20 uh, Big Fish side pot that will be paid cash at the uh, at the event, so we can pay cash back out. And uh, we've added a rockfish division with a uh, pen two-speed pa- uh, fathom reel. Uh, the three biggest uh, big fish, uh, or the three heaviest fish in your bag for a rockfish bag is, uh, is going to be the winner of that reel. And then Promar's added a, uh, a jig kit with some of their live deception jigs and some of their, uh, their, uh, um, their um, assault jigs. And uh, the biggest rockfish is going to win a $100 package of those jigs. And you have to catch the, that biggest rockfish on a Promar jig or on one of their uh, squirt uh, rigs, which was uh, the thing that was working for us today. I don't know if you've seen that squirt rig, but it's like a package like a sabiki rig, and it's two little squids that are about three inches long with little uh, tassels on them and great hooks on them, nice big hooks so it keeps the smaller fish off. And, boy, those things are working good. Oh, wow. Great. Now, give us the date of this thing again and where you're going to be uh, uh, launching from and, and the appropriate times. June 10th at 7 a.m. is a shotgun launch. We'll start uh, registration probably about 5.30 in the morning, but it will be a shotgun launch at 7 a.m. It was pretty cool. We had a drone, a couple drone shots of uh, the launch um, and Mission Bay, and I, I expect this one to be just as beautiful. That uh, King Harbor Yacht Club is such a beautiful facility. So we'll be launching from the King Harbor Yacht Club. There's free parking there. Um, just go to the uh, um, website, and when you register, you'll be able to look at the uh, directions there on the iAngler tournament site. All right, Jim Salazar with the Coastal Conservation Association of California. It sounds like it's going to be a fun event. If it is anything like the event that you ran here in San Diego, it's going to be a winner. I, I can't thank you enough for uh, being with us and, and sharing the information. Oh, it's always fun to talk to you guys. And talking about something other than lobsters is always fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? Then we're going to have to talk to you about eating lobsters because I understand that's a lot of fun, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah I'll for uh, that. Crawdads are on my list right now. I'm headed up to the Sierras the day after this tournament is over, and uh, I'm going to be up there for about eight days. Uh, All right. Doing a, little well, cra- doing a little crawdad trapping and some trouting up there at uh, Silver Lake. All right, Jim Salazar. Uh, there you go. Hey, thanks a lot, and we'll uh, check in with you from time to time just to see exactly what's happening on there because 
it kind of sounds like you're turning into a kayak guy here. Is that is that true? I've been a kayak guy for I've been a kayak guide for 15 years. So, for a long, uh, long time. Yeah, yeah. It's been it's been my main thing forever. It's always been a, a more affordable than the skiff. <laughs> so, are you going to be catching crawdads at Crowley Lake? No, at uh, Silver Lake in the June Lake Loop. Yep, it's incredible. It's incredible the uh, the catch in there. I've got an article I wrote in the uh, inset that's in the Western Outdoor News. It's uh, um, out this last week, and it's uh, it's really fun. They're giant little lobsters. I'll tell you, the biggest one of the biggest crop I've ever seen in my life was at Lower Twin Lakes Bridgeport, and that had to be a one pounder. Yep. Wow. Bridgeport is famous for their giant crawdads. And they and get kind of a bluish color when they get Yeah, they're black, black, blue, black, and white. It was almost yep. all yep. black and white. And, and Jim, Boy, tell delicious. me, do, do those cold water crawdads taste as well or better than them warm water crawdads that come up from Louisiana in that area? They are the best eating crawdads you will ever have. You don't need to purge these. These are not mud bugs. These things come from those ice great rock granite rock bottom lakes they are so delicious oh my gosh they're good all right jim salazar oh. thanks a lot for being with us all right guys hey see you jimmy take care jim wendy hey stan wendy and i we're gonna have to take a break right now but coming up next john campbell director of the 2017 yellowtail derby and after that captain james nelson so stay tuned there's still a lot more Rod and Real Radio ahead of us. Are you ready to sell your current boat and upgrade in preparation for the 2017 fishing season? It's sure to be one for the bucks. I'm Zach Zorn and a broker for Kessler Yachts located in San Diego. As one of the largest and most reputable brokerages on the West Coast, I can ensure that your boat will be sold in a timely manner or that your dream boat will be found. If you want to sell your boat or looking to purchase one, call Zach Zorn at Custler Yachts, 760-815-8866, so that your name can be added to our long list of satisfied buyers and sellers. That's Zach Zorn, 760-815-8866. Angler's Arsenal is the serious angler's first choice for hand-poured plastics, McCoy line, Spro products, Gamakatsu hooks, G. Loomis fishing rods, Shimano products, Ovid reels, and just about anything you hear advertised on Rod and Reel Radio. Go to anglersarsenal.com and visit our online tackle store. See the huge selection of Western Plastics hand-poured baits, all at anglersarsenal.com. Angler's Arsenal Tackle Store is conveniently located in La Mesa, just off Interstate 8. Give us a call at 1-800-428-8730. If you're serious about your fishing, choosing the right tackle is one of the most important decisions you'll ever make. Iserline makes premium fishing lines including monofilament, Dacron, Spectra, fluorocarbon, battle-tested harnesses, and top angler-tested Iserline tools and accessories. Iserline premium fishing products are created to provide you with the ultimate in strength, dependability, durability, high abrasion resistance, low stretch, and high quality. All Iserline products are 100% guaranteed against manufacturing defects. You just can't buy better value. Iserline will replace or repair at their option. No questions asked if you're not pleased with any of their product. Catch what you've been missing. Quality guaranteed. 
Every serious angler knows that a quality hook is an important part of their arsenal. Gamakatsu hooks are made from high-grade carbon steel, specially heat-treated to make them light and extra strong, but not brittle. Gamakatsu ring hooks are made with a one-piece ring, no welds, no weak spots, a very smooth-moving ring. Gamakatsu offers a huge variety of hooks for all types of fishing. Live bait hooks, both light and heavy-duty, to four extra strong. Circle hooks, tuna hooks, ring hooks, tuna doubles, and many more. Don't waste your next fishing trip on a cheap hook. Get Gamakatsu hooks at your favorite tackle store now. The warm weather is here and our lakes and rivers are brimming. Just remember, if you love California and you love to boat, please wear your life jacket. And make sure everyone with you puts one on, too. Save the ones you love. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. This portion of Rod and Reel Radio is brought to you by the Rockley's Fish Release System. Now you can quickly and easily release fish suffering from barotrauma back to the depths they were caught. Look or ask for the Rockley's at your local fishing tackle dealer. Hey, Stan, Wendy, and I welcome you back to Ron Real Radio. It is a pleasure to have you with us tonight. Hey, you know, we are right in the middle of the 2017 Yellowtail Derby, and who better to talk about what's going to be happening in this last week of the Derby is the director, Mr. John Campbell. John, can you believe it? Only one more week left? One more week. We've been fishing for 30 days. 30 <laughs> That's amazing. And this has been a great big week. (laughs) We really busted them out. Well, John, tell us a little bit about it. Yeah, um, on the uh, 24th, um, some guys from uh, Southwestern Yacht Club went out (laughs) and found found a good spot. Wouldn't exactly tell me where it is, but uh, uh, Harry Okuda, who belongs to almost every... Ocean Fishing Club uh, in San Diego, he landed a 49-pound, 11.2-ounce yellowtail. Wow. Tell Harry to get the weight belt ready. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to take more than a weight belt. It's going to take more than, like, probably two weight belts. You know, John, and I've got to add this editorial. Harry if I'm not mistaken, is way, way north of 70 years old, and I could not believe that fish that he came in with. Yes, he's over 80. Oh, well, hey, I, I was trying to be kind but to him, John. he's fishing. You see, Harry, you see Harry's picture all over the place. He uh, has more energy, and he's, he goes out fishing on open party boats or any boat that will invite him. You know, he loves it. You know, Right. He's got a great work ethic, you know, as a, as a retired dentist, and uh, he still still goes after it. So well, jo- he well, caught that 49-pound 40, yellowtail, oh, gosh. and the next day, another guy from Southwestern Yacht Club, Mike Meridian, uh, he went out in a similar area, and he caught a 41-pound yellowtail. That's like Guadalupe Mike, Island. No. I know, but it's like Guadalupe. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, I happened to be at Southwestern Yacht Club on the evening of the 24th, and they came in and got me at the bar, where I was after dinner, and said, Harry's coming in, and we think he's got one over 50 pounds. Oh, my. So I got to watch it come off the boat and be put on the scale, and they have a flat scale there. And it was, uh, it was, they put it on the scale first and started sliding around, you know. And, and, 
it was it was over 50, but it kept sliding. So they finally stabilized it, and it came out to 49.11.2. Uh, so right. Well, wow. you know, John, we want to congratulate Harry on that catch, but we don't want to forget that with all the other categories that you have, like the white sea bass and the halibut and the tuna category, all of a sudden it seems like the juniors have been stepping up and bringing fish to the scales uh, to enter your event. That, that's right. We've got, we've got over a dozen juniors uh, in, the, in, the, uh, in the contest, and uh, two of them have been doing really well. Uh, they're brothers. Uh, Justin Larson, uh, uh, last weekend, past weekend on the 20th, he caught an 18-pound yellowtail. Nice. So he's in first place in the juniors in yellowtail. And his brother, Adam, uh, caught a 26-pound uh, blue pin tuna uh, out at the 371 uh, on the 26th, which was a, on Friday. Friday. And so uh, uh, he's, he's, he's in second place in bluefin and also first place in junior bluefin. So um, and this year we've got, we've got take-home trophies for a bunch of these, uh, a bunch of these winners. Wow. Well, John, we're, we're in the last week of the Yellowtail Derby now. The, the last day uh, of fishing is uh, June the 4th. But that doesn't mean that you're shut out if you haven't already entered this event. There's still time to enter. And obviously, there's still time to fish. That's true, and I think the wind's come calming down a little bit. We've had, you know, I watched the tournament yesterday from the Marlin Club, and they got really beat up. And I saw some really good fishermen that got skunked yesterday. And the other, some of the other guys, they had a, a three fish deal. So some of them came in with little teeny yellowtail, so they had to get their third fish. Uh, it was pretty, pretty. Uh, um, they were pretty beat up, and they, they caught pretty small fish. So, uh, well, well, one one gal caught two thirty-four pound uh, yellowtail. So, wow. uh, this but, is good. Uh, yes, you can join any time uh, during the last uh, nine years. Two people joined in the last three days and won the tournament. Wow. Yeah, and you have to be entered in the tournament. You can't catch the fish and then enter after that for sure. That's right. Gotta, All right. Got to go online and sign up first or call me in some way of uh, entering uh, before you go out. All right, John, and where do people go to uh, sign up for the event or to get the latest standings in the Yellowtail Derby? Because you've been great in keeping those things current. Yes, com. All right. Well, John, we look forward to speaking to you next week and the big award ceremony that's going to be coming off on June the 5th. That's going to be a gala event, is it not? It is going to be a lot of fun because nobody leaves until we weigh in the winning angler. And you've witnessed this, John, before. Uh, The winning angler, we put him on a fulcrum and... That's the person who gets the largest yellowtail. We put him on one side of the fulcrum, and on the other side we, we stack cases of yellowtail pale ale beer in bottles on the other side till it evens out. Now, if you're, you're a pretty good-sized boy, you might walk away with 13 or 14 cases. 
That'll work. All right. And that's June the 5th or June the 4th? That's June the 5th. June the 5th, Monday, uh, Wendy. Monday evening, the Valley High. All right. Well, John, we appreciate that report, and good luck to you, and we look forward to getting the results, and congratulations on, again, running a really, really fun Yellowtail Derby for 2017. Now, next, next week, John, I know you're going to be in Alaska. Who's going to run the show? Well, like- Stan, Stan and Winnie are going to be here, and then I will not be there to MC you, but you've got a sandbagger in there. you got someone that's, that's trying to get my job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, Lori Heath. Lori Heath. Oh, there Lori you go. And in for John and uh, be the uh, MC. Uh, they'll be too tired. And I'll screw it all up anyway. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, you won't, John. Hey, John, thanks a lot for the report. We'll stay in contact with you, and we'll work out next week with you, okay? Great. All right. On here, Wendy. All right. John John Campbell, director of the 2017 Yellowtail Derby. Hey, we want to go directly and find out what's happening inshore here in San Diego. And who better to do that with is the fish icon himself, Captain James Nelson. Captain James, good afternoon. Well, good afternoon to you too, John and family. <laughs> and a boy. <laughs> it is great. Well, you know, you know, James, uh, uh, John was just telling us that as soon as you got outside uh, San Diego Bay or Mission Bay, it was kind of sloppy out there. But you know what? You go where the fish are, and, man, you've been putting your clients on some nice fish here in San Diego Bay particularly. You know, it's, it, it's the wonder of our area here is just the fact that you do not have to go very far to catch fish. And, it, and it's, it's fun. I'm just blessed to be able to, to you know, provide for my family by taking people out and having them have a good time. You know, well, the bay is good for that. Well, you know, you go out for all kinds of species. There's bay monsters. There's all kinds of bass to be had there. But I've been seeing more and more pictures of another species of fish that I don't remember seeing as many of them coming to the scales. What's up with that? And tell our listening audience uh, what I'm talking about here. Well, I'm guessing you must be talking about these Corvina. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 kind of fun, you know. And there's there's guys who target them, and, and there's ways to target them that are a little less uh, forgiving to most of our schedules. You know, it's a type of type of fish that is a little easier to target at low light, and um, there's certain lures that guys like to throw on them, and that does help. But I'm finding this year it's just been phenomenal, just going fishing and catching them, and it's I don't remember it being so good. Well, not only that, the quality of those fish has been pretty incredible. I heard that somewhere there's a 13-pounder that was caught. Yeah, I heard that rumor, too. I haven't seen anything or heard any follow-up, so who knows. But it, it is pretty uh, pretty cool. But you had, <laughs> you had one that came aboard a few days ago, I think, that was what? Easily about four? Um, yeah, we've had a, a few in that, and I think there's one that was probably even pushing six. Wow. Um, that we've had recently, and definitely a lot of 8 to 14-inch fish. So it's just the the amount of sheer numbers. And, uh, you know, and I'm probably one of the few people that when I see an 8-inch fish of any species, I get thrilled like you couldn't imagine. And, and uh, I'll explain why, and that's because 
that is a fish that was born in the area where you caught it. That is not a fish that, that swam 50 miles to get there. That's a fish that is, uh, is growing up there, that he's about ready to leave that nursery within an inch or two, and who knows where he's going to go as an adult, but that, to me, when I see a fish of any species in that 6 to 10-inch range, that, to me, just thrills me pink because it, it just tells me that, that the population is expanding. All right. And, Jim, let's just also just address the issue here real quickly. Shelter Island Launch Ramp, for the most part, will be closing this Tuesday, very limited access. But that doesn't mean that you're going to not be offering great trips uh, to your customers. No, not at all. You know, it's uh, even though I do uh, run a launchable service, you know, we'll find a place to put the boat in the water and we'll find water to go fishing. Uh, I think it's really going to congest a lot of the a lot of the guys that just um, really like doing their weekend thing and uh, going out and maybe running to the Coronados or doing even the paddy hop and stuff or even the local kelp bed guys. And unfortunately, it's it's really going to make it harder for them. But within the bay, there are other places that, that we can launch without spending a lot of fuel, um, whereas the guys going offshore, even coastal, they're, they're going to burn a little bit more fuel or maybe even go out of the other bay. Uh, depending on where they go. Sometimes that's a better way to go anyway. If I'm fishing around Sunset um, or North, then I'm going to go out of Mission Bay anyway. But uh, I know Shelter Island was a pretty popular spot, and that bait barge is definitely a good place to go to. So, well, that's the other thing we're probably going to see is the congestion not only in Mission Bay, but that Mission Bay bait barge. Yeah. Well, Jim, if people want to get a hold of you, find out what your schedule is, and especially schedule a trip with you for, uh, you know, the next coming weeks and months, how's the best way to go about doing it? Well, they can always reach me online at thefishicon.com. If you're in town, stop at one of the shops, especially like Angler's Arsenal. They'll, they'll get a hold of me for you. Or uh, just give me a phone call, 619-395-0799. All right. Captain James Nelson, the Fish Icon, we look forward to Keep in touch with you this summer, Jim, and uh, we'll be probably talking to you in a couple of weeks. I appreciate it, John, uh, Wendy, Stan, and you guys. I'll uh, talk to you next week. Thanks. All right. Thanks a lot, Jim. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that's it for the first hour of Ron Real Radio, but the show is just begun because coming up <laughs> in the next hour, we are going to have Bassmaster Elite Champion with us, Brandon Palinek. He's going to be with us to tell us how he did in this year's Texas Sam Rayburn event for Bassmaster Elite. So stay tuned. There's still a lot more Ron Real Radio to come after these messages. You can count on El Cajon Ford, as so many Southern Californians have for years. El Cajon Ford has the cars and trucks you can count on, like the all-new Fusion and Escape, Edge, Explorers, and more. And now, Fiestas with 38 MPG and Focus with 40 miles per gallon highway, plus C-Max Energy with up to 42 highway EPA estimates. El Cajon Ford has them now. Shop online at ElCajonFord.com. Choose from hundreds of your favorite F-Series trucks, too. El Cajon Ford knows 
is trucks, no matter what you're hauling or towing, for a great weekend of fishing or for some fun in the desert. Now get special savings on every F-Series truck in stock, 150s, 250s, 350s, at El Cajon Ford. We have commercial trucks, too, including the all-new Transit Connect. Finally, a commercial van with great mileage, helping your business get moving again. El Cajon Ford, worth the short drive from anywhere in Southern California, Broadway and East Main and El Cajon, or online anytime, anywhere at ElCajonFord.com. He's not just my fishing buddy. After 30 years, he's a brother, and I'd sure hate to lose him. His bass boat's got nothing to do with it. So I make sure both of us wear a life jacket. Save the ones you love, even if they don't own a fancy boat. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. Are you looking for a quality fishing experience out of Cabo San Lucas for you, your family, and friends, but are a bit set back with just what company to go with? Rod and Reel Radio urges you to try American and family-owned Land's End Charters. Land's End Charters offer their clients affordable and all-inclusive services on a variety of vessels and trips. Fish with their brand-name fishing gear while experiencing the hospitality of a family-run business with over 50 years of experience. Go to LandsEndCharters.com to see all the current vessels and amenities available and call Cabo Greg or Jenny directly at 800-281-5778 when you're ready to get fishing. H&M Landing is the most diversified sport fishing company on the West Coast. Serving the angling community since 1935, H&M Landing's name recognition and reputation for customer service is the best in the business. The H&M fleet provides the widest range of trip options and boasts the coast's largest open party fleet. For ocean fishing any time of the year, H&M Landing should be your choice for nearshore and offshore fishing. H&M is San Diego's most experienced sport fishing company, offering the best in half-day, three-quarter day, full, and multi-day trips, and a complete schedule of long-range adventures. Call today, H&M Landing, 619-222-1144, or visit their website at www.hmlanding.com for updated schedules and secure online booking. H&M Landing, the experienced angler's first choice in local and multi-day fishing since 1935. That's H&M Landing at 619-222-1144 or hmlanding.com. Quantum Fishing's got something for everybody. From the smallest angler to the oldest veteran, we can get you out there fishing with the greatest reels on the market today. From the all-new for 2016 Icon PT to the Tour Mag to the brand-new redesigned Smoke Reel, we've got something for everyone in your family. Have some fun. Take a kid fishing. They're the future of our sport. Quantum, we are performance-tuned. You can get your Quantum products at anglersarsenal.com or anglersarsenal in the Mesa at 619-466-8355. Attention Rod and Reel Radio listeners, be sure to check out the Code Group mobile app. You can listen to the Rod and Reel Radio show live along with show archives without internet access. The Code Group app has all kinds of cool features for fishermen including daily Southern California saltwater reports, weather reports, episodes of inside sport fishing, marine traffic, and much more. Get the free Code Group mobile app by texting the word REEL, R-E-E-L, to 90407, or enter the words code group in the App Store on your smartphone. Hi, this is BSS record holder Dean Rojas. El Cajon Ford helped me when I got started in my career, and let them help you with a new F-Series Ford truck. And remember, nobody beats El Cajon Ford. Hey, Stan, Wendy, and I, we do want to welcome you back to Rod and Reel Radio. You know, I understand this is the Labor Day, I'm sorry, the Memorial Day weekend. Our next guest is on the road, but he's just off a huge victory in Texas with the Texas Fest Tournament on Sam Rayburn. 
it's a big tournament for him because, like John Murray that we had on a few weeks ago and Rick Clun a little earlier, there'd been a long dry spell in between wins, but he finally got that monkey off his back. He's known as the prodigy on the Bassmaster Tour. We want to welcome to Rod and Reel Radio, Brandon Palinek. Brandon, welcome to the show, sir. Thank you. How are you guys? We're doing really well, and so are you. <laughs> I'm doing good right now. <laughs> this is great. Brandon, before we talk about what happened in Texas, a lot of the fishermen out here on the West Coast may not be familiar with you. I, I know you're out of the Idaho area, you know. We don't think of bass fishing as being as big when up in the Idaho area, up in the Pacific Northwest, you know. Uh, we knew Luke Clausen's from that area, but... Tell us, how did you evolve from a, a bass fisherman in Idaho to a pro angler now traveling on the elite circuit? Well, that's a really good question. I, Idaho is not known for its bass fishing. It's really known for our trout fisheries. We've got some world-famous trout fisheries, but as most Western anglers know, bass love vitamin T. Mm-hmm. And they yes, like they do. to eat trout. So <laughs> it's, uh, you know, I grew up in one of those places that, you know, I kind of grew up fishing swim baits and doing a lot of the West Coast things. And uh, I had a guy when I was eight years old that took me out on a bass boat for the first time. And at that point, I had I didn't really know that there was a, a way to target just a specific species. And he got me started bass fishing got me started in tournaments you know just fishing local club tournaments and pretty much from that day forward i decided that that's what i wanted to do for my career and i started fishing you know more local club tournaments by myself fishing some of the bigger team trails around home and then started fishing the federation nation when i was old enough and and then spent seven years fishing in the Bass Federation Nation until I finally won the national championship in 2010 on the Red River and qualified for the elites, qualified for my first classic, and haven't looked back since. boy. You know, Brandon, when we think about fishing the Pacific Northwest, we don't necessarily think about largemouth bass or northern. We think about smallmouth and think about the Snake River and Hell's Canyon, and you've got a couple of really productive lakes up there for smallmouth uh is smallmouth fishing really your expertise and and when it came to swim baits did did you find that you could use a lot of the western techniques on smallmouth and they'd work just as well on largemouth uh you know i would say our fisheries we have some world-class smallmouth fisheries up there no doubt but most of our lakes uh growing up were predominantly largemouth um, and still, to this day, majority of the tournaments up there are still won with largemouth. And that's, you know, 25 to 30-pound bags for single-day five-fish tournaments. And it, so I I got really well-versed. Like, I honestly do not believe that there's a better place in the entire country to learn so many different techniques and see so many different conditions because you know in the spring we get really high muddy water from the snow melt and then as as the year goes on it really cleans up and you can be 
start to see 20, 25 feet down. And so I was able to, you know, learn how to flip and pitch and throw spinner baits and shallow crank baits and you know, do kind of the typical southern largemouth type stuff. And then when the when it came you know, later in the year, it got clear, I was able to really dial in my finesse tactics. You know, I started drop shotting a long time ago, you know, 15 years ago, probably 16 years ago. And uh, so I, I got a lot of confidence in that, and I've been able to, you know, come on tour. And when we do go to smallmouth fisheries, I have a lot of confidence in that clear water, light line type stuff. Uh, and, you know, a lot of that stuff translates over. You know, swim bait stuff, that's, I tell people all the time, I make a living uh, fishing tournaments, but my true passion is throwing giant swim baits and <laughs> chasing, chasing giant bass. Like, that's what I like to do in my free time. Well, you certainly had a chance to do that in Texas. But before we get started, you know, it seems like all the pros are getting uh, nicknames put on them right now. And you have the nickname as a prodigy that has been uh, uh, put on you. How did you come about getting that name? That name was given to me by Dave Mercer, the man himself. I'm not exactly sure. You know, there wasn't one key moment that brought that upon itself. Uh, I think when I got started, I was one of the youngest guys out there. You know, there's kind of an age gap between me and kind of the next generation of guys. And it wasn't until the last couple of years that we've had a lot more influx of younger anglers coming in. And so I, I think, you know, I was kind of the, the next young guy to come in and uh, do well early on in my career. And I'm talking like I'm an old veteran now. I'm only 29 years old, but I've been doing it for seven years. I feel like an old veteran. Yeah. Uh, And you know, and I just he he gave me that name, and it just kind of kind of stuck. Well, you know, you started on the tour uh, uh, just uh, on fire, winning in uh, uh, 2012, 2013. But just to go to show you how hard it is to win with all these great fishermen that are fishing these events. There was a little bit of a, a dry period there for you. There was. I went uh, four years without winning, and I kind of took it for granted, I think, early on in my career since I came in and, you know, like you mentioned, was able to win my second and my third year on tour. I didn't really realize how hard it was to win. It wasn't until you know the last four years that I had so many close calls and tournaments where even I would go out with the lead on the last day and catch even bigger bag on the final day than I did the entire tournament and still get beat. And that I kind of re- started to realize how hard it is to win. Uh, so, you know, winning last week at Sam Rayburn, Bassmaster Toyota Texas Fest is a special one. You know, I think I, the first, Every single one is really special, uh, but I, I think I cherish this one a lot more just because I, at this point in my career, I realize and understand a lot more of how hard it is to actually get in that position and be able to close it out. Right. You know, every time you win, it, it, some of them, it, it's just like, all right, that was easy. I didn't have any mistakes and all the big fish stayed on and, and everything worked the right way. And every once in a while, you're just surprised, which is part of the it's part of the game, which is great. But I would, I want, take us through 
I'd like to hear about your pre-fish and what you were thinking and in your approach to the lake and then day-to-day what you did and what you had to change to to keep your lead and win. Yeah, I, I'm glad you brought that up. I mean, that's a really good point. Of, you know, those first two wins I had, I won by big margin. And I think I went, at, in 2012, I went out with a 14-pound lead the last day mm-hmm. and went out with like a seven-pound lead um, in 2013 on the St. Lawrence River. So I, I had a pretty good idea that if I just caught a decent bet that last day that I was going to win those. But this one, this one was really cool because I did not realize that I was going to win even, I don't think, until the final day. And maybe even halfway through the final day is when I actually started to feel like I had a shot to win. I had in okay practice, kind of subpar, I caught some really big fish. You know, Doing nine, what? What were you doing pre fish? Seven, eight, nine pounders. Uh, I was doing the exact same thing I did in the tournament. Uh, I found some offshore fish uh, targeting brush piles that were in 18 to 30 foot of water and uh, fishing a Nico rigged Zoom Magnum trick worm, a one-aught weedless Nico hook from BMC, and then a little BMC half-moon wacky weight is what it's called, a 316th ounce. So I was able to get that bait down there super quick, throwing it on a spinning rod on an alpha angler, seven-foot medium spinning rod, uh, 10-pound cigar. And I got I got a lot of grief about throwing a spinning rod in Texas. But that, that was <laughs> yeah, the only that way. Yeah, that goes away real quick, things. though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, man, I mean, what happened was is I started seeing all these fish on my electronics. I'm driving around, and I've caught enough fish off my electronics. I kept telling myself that I know these are bass. I know these are bass. And I was throwing, you know, football jigs, crankbaits, kind of all your typical offshore stuff, and I really wasn't getting bit. And so I, I picked up and rigged up that Nico rig on a spinning rod, 10-pound test, and I think five minutes into throwing it, I caught a 9-pounder. <laughs> and that kind of clued me into what was going on, what I was seeing were bass, and that a lot of them just were in a negative mode and really not feeding all the time. There was really small windows of feeding, but that was a bait that with that Nico rig I could get those fish to bite even when they didn't want to. And that kind of became my go-to throughout practice, and it allowed me to really go around and dial in which brush piles had the bigger fish around them why and where they were relating to where they were. And, uh, you know, and I just kind of made a milk run of areas. I practiced for every wind direction. So no matter which direction the wind blew, I had areas to fish that were out of the wind. And that was a big thing. That's uh, huge right fish. there. Yeah, I knew that Rayburn was going to be windy. Uh, it always is. And it's a big lake. And those fish, what happened is when it got windy, they would scatter from the brush piles and they would spread out. And so when I could find that, find those calmer conditions, it allowed me to be a lot more efficient where those fish would be bunched up in those brush piles. And you might explain so, what a Nico rig is. Some people don't really understand what a Nico is. So a Nico rig, it's a newer technique, uh, kind of the last, you know, I'd say two or three years. But what it is is it's a, so I take a Zoom Magnum trick where I mean take, 
a regular trick worm or any really straight-tailed worm. Uh, and what you do is you take that half-moon wacky weight and you insert it into the head of the bait, so the fatter end of the bait. And then you take that VMC Nico hook and you're actually threading it parallel with the worm. So a lot of times wacky rig, you would have it uh, perpendicular with the bait. This you're actually rigging parallel with it. So I'll use little VMC, uh, they make a, a little wacky worm rubber band. I'll stick that on there and I'll just thread it up underneath that so my hook's sitting parallel with the worm. And, and that's it. And you, you throw it out there, let it sink all the way down to the bottom. And what it does is it, that weight keeps the head on the bottom and that hook, it's rigged maybe a quarter of the way up the worm, like right around the egg sack. And, and I just, I'll shake it, you know, three or four times and it keeps that weight on the bottom. And it kind of looks like a little worm or bait fish feeding along the bottom. Uh, and it just, it gives them a different look. It's kind of a finesse presentation, but you know, get around big fish, throw that magnum trick worm, and it gives them a big enough meal that they're willing to take a look at it. Brandon, we got to take okay. a break right yeah. now. Is there any way right. we can uh, get you to stay with us for a little bit longer? I will stick around. All right. Good man. Hey, hey Stan, Wendy, and I, we are speaking with Brandon Palinek, and he is the champion of the Texas Fest Tournament on Sam Rayburn from last week. Going over what he did, there was a lot of unique things that happened in that tournament. But this tournament is one of the lar- the biggest tournaments that Bassmaster runs, and there's a lot of special things happening. And being a champion of this event really helps out the fishermen a lot. We're going to find out more about this event and how Brandon won it. But first, these commercial messages. I like rafting. I love whitewater. But I never forget that snowmelt in the river can cause cold water shock. I wear a life jacket always. Anyone with me has got to do the same. Save the ones you love. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. Gamakatsu hooks are made from high-grade carbon steel specialty heat treater to make them light and extra strong but not brittle. The Gamakatsu sharpening process is the most modern in the world and results in a perfectly conical point that is unequaled in sharpness. Gamakatsu offers a huge variety of hooks for all types of fishing, drop shot, extra wide gap, worm hooks, finesse wide gap, and a lot more. Gamakatsu has a hook for whatever style of fishing you want to do. Don't waste your time on a cheap hook. Ask for Gamakatsu hooks at your favorite tackle store now. H&M Landing is the most diversified sport fishing company on the West Coast. Serving the angling community since 1935, H&M Landing's name recognition and reputation for customer service is the best in the business. The H&M fleet provides the widest range of trip options and boasts the coast's largest open party fleet. For ocean fishing any time of the year, H&M Landing should be your choice for nearshore and offshore fishing. H&M is San Diego's most experienced sport fishing company, offering the best in half-day, three-quarter day, full, and multi-day trips, and a complete schedule of long-range adventures. Call today, HM Landing, 619-222-1144, or visit their website at www.hmlanding.com for updated schedules and secure online booking. H&M Landing, the experienced angler's first choice in local and multi-day fishing since 1935. That's H&M Landing at 619-222-1144 or hmlanding.com. Hey everybody, this is a message for our listeners from a new Baja Magic Lodge at Cedros Island. Cedros Outdoor Adventures wants to make your dream of fish at Cedros Island a reality. 
Want to go after giant calicos or yellowtail with the best Cedros Island fishing organization, but you just don't know who to contact? Then give Cedros Outdoor Adventures a call at 619-793-5419, or even better yet, log on to their informative website at cedrosoutdooradventures.com. There you can visit their trip calendar and schedule a trip that's convenient for you. Once again, the phone number is 619-793-5419 or their website of cedrosoutdooradventures.com. I got a garage full of fishing tackle, and every time I get out on the water, I realize I forgot something important. But I never forget my life jacket. I make sure my buddies wear theirs, too. Save the ones you love. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. Dan, Wendy, and I, we welcome you back on this Memorial Weekend to Rotten Reel Radio. And with us, special guest is Brandon Padelanek. He is the Bassmaster Champion for the Texas Fest Tournament that was held last week on Sam Rayburn. And, Brandon, you were talking about how you found these big fish in isolated uh, brush piles that were off the end of points in a little deeper water. That was really a gutsy move because... From what I saw, there was a lot of fish to be had in the shallower water, and a lot of guys, they were after those fish, but that just did not seem to be where the big bite was. There's, You're correct. There's definitely way more fish shallow, and after practice, I had a pretty good idea that that's what was going to happen, that majority of the guys were going to fish shallow, and most of the guys that were going to cut checks were going to catch them shallow, just because... There were a lot of really good fish shallow, and you could go and catch three- and four-pounders. But the true giants, the true Sam Rayburn giants, were not up there, or at least not consistently, uh, or at least I couldn't catch them. And so that's kind of why I still had a, a shallow pattern where I was catching some really good fish on a topwater bait on a Storm Arashi top walker, but I knew that my big bites were going to come out deep just because even though I wasn't getting a lot of bites, I was getting enough bites to tell me that you know, the big ones were out there and that's how it was going to be won. And so I, I really committed my practice out there and uh, it allowed me to kind of slow down, have the confidence out there and, you know, and really narrow my approach down with my bait you know, through that Nico rig that we talked about. And then my other deep bait was a, a 10 inch Zumo monster, half ounce VMC tungsten and a five aught heavy duty EWG hook. And, and I just cycled back and forth between those two baits and it, it really allowed me to just, you know, kind of have confidence in the areas, keep my, baits wet and cycle between the you know those two deep baits and then move shallow and throw that top walker and uh and it, at the end of the week it worked out really well well you know it had to have been a lot of anxiety on your part because you knew there were big fish in this really deep heavy cover but the only way you could get them the bite was on the nico rig you're using extremely light tackle, really, when it comes to fishing for these fish, uh, you were sort of like damned if you do and damned if you don't. Uh, but it seemed like you were able to bring in enough fish on the first three days 
to uh, you know be up there in the running. Did you lose a lot of fish too? I did lose quite a few, and I I knew that that was going to happen. I, I just had to mentally prepare myself uh, for the fact that I was going to lose some fish, and I just I, at the end of the day, I told myself to have confidence in you know in my rods, my line. And I've got it on video. The very first fish I caught in that tournament was an eight-pound, four-ounce nice. largemouth. And I caught it on that Nico rig on 10-pound test, and it took me three minutes to land that fish. It got me stuck in a tree for almost two full minutes in that tree, and I just took my time. I was patient, and and I got her out. Uh, and it was, it was probably one of the most intense <clears throat> fish fights that I've had in my career to date. One, getting her out and getting her in the boat after she was in the bush and then getting her out and then getting her in the boat. One, that's a really good way to start. You feel pretty good about life and <laughs> yeah. gives you a little confidence about what you're going to do from then on. Oh, for sure. I, I mean, that just concreted everything that I thought was going to happen and was going on with those bigger fish. And, you know, Who's to say that if I don't get that bite, that my tournament goes a completely different direction? You know, it's hard to say, but that one big bite starting off gave me that confidence to just stay sh- or stay deep and you know focus my time out there and uh, you know just continue to keep pounding that the milk run that I had with the the wind directions that we had. Well, the Texas Fest is a four-day event. First day, you had 24-7. Second day, you had 23-2. The third day, you had 24-7. You had three great bags of fish. But you're saying you weren't really super confident that you had this thing in the bag because you had Brent Eller that was right on your uh, your heels. You know Brent's a great fisherman. Uh, tell us about Championship Sunday, what you did and, and what happened to, to, to take the prize in this thing. Yeah, Championship Sunday was a, a different day for sure because the first three days we had a southern wind or a, kind of a southeast wind, and come Championship Sunday, the wind started blowing out of the north northwest. Uh, conditions were a little bit colder, and I knew it was going to change things. I at least felt better about fishing deep than shallow that it may not affect the deep fish as much. But what it did is it it changed the way those fish positioned because it changed the way the lake current was moving with that water or with the wind moving that much and being on that big of a body of water. So I, it took me a while to adjust. I mean, I started off my day, rolled up to a brush pile. I caught them really good on the third day of the tournament. First fish is a fish right over just over four pounds i think it's four two and then it kind of slowed down i caught another you know two and three quarter out of that brush pile and i went to my shallow stretch and didn't get a bite and that kind of got me a little freaked out because that shallow stretch had been kind of my go-to for if i just need to fill a limit and i ended up actually weighing fish off of that every single day you know four and five pounders so I got a little bit worried at that point, and I had to kind of scramble around and fish a bunch of different areas. And by the end of the day, I had kind of narrowed it down to three or four brush piles uh, that I 
kind of bounce back and forth between. And it seemed like every time I would I'd pull up, I'd catch a good one, I would cull, and then maybe catch a couple other smaller ones. And it was right at the end of the day, something just told me to, to go idle this one little stretch that I hadn't idled yet. And I was idling around looking at the hummingbirds, and I look and I see a brush pile off to the side, and I can see the fish schooled up around the brush pile. And I, I know they're bass. I can zoom in on them. You can see perfectly lined out like bass. And I, I spin, I mark a waypoint on it, spin back around. And at this time, it's about 220, 220 225 with a 3 o'clock check-in. And I'm about 10 minutes from the boat ramp. So I, I spin back around. You now I had about 19 pounds at this time. Throw in there, catch like a 2.5-pounder. I catch a three pounder. I catch a three and a half pounder, and every time I did that, the previous three days, I there was a big one mixed in there somewhere, and so I just I kept fishing. I kept fishing, and a couple casts later, I hook a big one, and it's five ends up being five fifteen. And at the time, I felt like that at least gave me a shot. You know, I, I knew nineteen pounds probably wasn't going to get it done as well as Brent was catching them. And I guess, I didn't know at the time, but after the tournament was over, everyone told me Brent caught a 5.15 at 2.30, and six minutes later at 2.36, I caught the, a fish that weighed wow. exactly the same, a 5.15. <laughs> and he, so he took the lead, and six minutes later I took the lead back. Uh, and I caught a couple more small ones and then had to go. And I, I was, that was the most nervous I've ever been. You know, going into a final day weigh-in. Wow, to, sure. our young, to the young anglers that are listening to us, it shows you you just never give up because in the last 24 minutes of the tournament, you caught the fish that put you back in the lead and kept you the lead in one of the biggest tournaments uh, you'll be fishing this year. Yeah, it was it was incredible. And I don't know if I could have done that earlier in my career, you know, a few years ago, uh, I don't know if I could have had the patience and the mental toughness to, you know, kind of stick it out and have the confidence to stay in that area. And, you know, I, I think earlier in my career, looking back, I probably would have ended up bailing on it and running around and doing some different stuff. But, you know, this time I was able to kind of put my head down, focus and get the job done and it, it just shows you that you never know when it's going to happen. Uh, if you were to tell me earlier at the year to pick a tournament or two that I thought I might be able to win throughout the year, Sam Rayburn probably would not have been one that I checked off the list. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, you did win it. And what's nice about this event is that it was a huge event with regards to all the goodies that were involved, great prize money, great extras, but... There is also something that you won in this event that takes one whole heck of a lot of pressure off of you. And, and what was that, uh, Brandon? <laughs> I would imagine you're talking about the classic birth into the 2018 Bassmaster Classic. Exactly. Uh, you know, that is, this is definitely the earliest I've ever qualified for that. Usually I'm the guy that has to pull out like some crazy end-of-the-year heroics to make it um but you know this year i'm qualified we're coming into my favorite 
part of the season where we start heading up north and start chasing smallmouth. So it, it really allows me to be able to, you know, look at the bodies of water a little bit different. And, you know, if I need to gamble on something and I can do that and not have to worry about points. And that's yeah, you're, I really like you're, to fish. Don't your tell middle me, capacity don't tell me dropped into a different, different, whole different place because you go, you know what, I'm, I qualified, I'm good. Now yeah, you can actually go lunker hunting a little bit more, too, because you, you're going to end up being a little bit more relaxed going in. You may not always get them, but the fact that you've got it in the bucket is everything right now. Oh, yeah, and, it, and then, you know, we go to those northern bodies of water. You start looking at a lot longer runs, bigger water that's, you know, a little bit more treacherous to run. And that allows me to you know, gamble and make those long runs and not not worry about it. You know, it's not going to cost me a classic berth at the end of the year. So that's no, the no. way I like to fish, and I'm you know, very happy and fortunate to be in that position right now. Not only that, it gives you a little more seed money to make those trips because we know they're, <laughs> they're definitely not cheap. But tell me, uh, after uh, four days, what was your winning weight, and was that the largest winning weight that you had ever uh, – caught to win an event oh it was the largest i've ever ever weighed in four days to win an event Uh, i had 93 pounds 12 ounces um probably would have broke the 100 pound mark if i wouldn't have lost a couple of giants on on the third day Uh, but it's you know that's the way it is still was able to pull it off thankfully even losing fish that doesn't happen very often uh but definitely that's the, the most weight that I've ever weighed in in, a, in an elite event. Well, Brandon, you know, I know that you love winning the tournaments and it's great winning the money, but, you you know, you can't do these events without the help of some great sponsors. Why don't you just briefly tell us some of the sponsors that have helped get you to this point in time? Definitely my biggest supporter, and I've been with them. Six out of my seven years on tour now have been my title sponsor for five years, and that's Rigid Industries. And most of the people out west know who they are. You know, LED lighting, they make by far the best marine lighting, truck lighting, trailer lighting. Uh, You know, they've been a big supporter of mine, and I can't thank them enough for sticking with me, you know, for the last six years. And, uh, you know, other than that, I've got a, a great lineup of other sponsors, GoPro, Buck Knives, Storm Arashi, Alpha Angler, the new rod company that uh, I'm really excited about that I switched over to this year and, um, you know, couldn't be more pleased there. And then Cabela's, Rapala, Zoom, Seaguar, uh, and the last but definitely not least, uh, Skeeter and Yamaha. And they've been, you know, huge supporter of mine all the way since the beginning. It's the only boat I've ever ran on the Elite, only motor, uh, you know, and couldn't be more pleased. And I guess I got one more, Crossed Industries. Uh, you know, that's actually a company that me and a friend started. And it's an automotive ac- accessories company geared toward outdoorsmen. So we offer sponsorship levels for weekend anglers all the way up to elite series guys um so really cool program that people can go sign up get discounts on any automotive part you can think of wow now 
Brandon, if people want to follow you while you're on tour this year and and get in contact with you or, or find out exactly what's happening, what's a couple of the best ways to do it? The easiest way is to just go to my website, www.bmpfishing.com, and right there you can find links to all my social channels. I've got a Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and also YouTube. Or you can just go to any of those and type in Brandon Polinick and those, and those channels will pop up. Uh, my YouTube channel is something that I'm really proud of this year. I actually hired a full-time videographer and editor that were filming every single elite event and all the opens that I'm fishing. So it gives a behind-the-scenes look at what each tournament looks like through my eyes. So we've got some absolutely incredible Sam Rayburn footage that of you know six seven pounders coming out of the water in slow mo. Uh, it's going to be a really cool one. We just released Toledo Bend this week. Uh, so if, if anyone that loves to watch fishing and appreciates good cinematography needs to go go check that series out on YouTube for sure. All right. Well, Brandon Palinick, congratulations on winning the uh, Texas Fest Tournament on Sam Rayburn. And what's even more exciting, there are still a number of events that are ahead of you, and they sound like they're right in your wheel box going into smallmouth country. I know you're just eager to, you know, to go out there because I think there's another win in your future here real quick. I really hope that I'm talking to you guys doing another interview here in a couple weeks. <laughs> you know what? I do, too. I hope, you're, I hope you win another one. Brandon, I know you're on the road. This is a holiday weekend for you. Thank you for taking some time out of your busy schedule to talk with us here in Southern California on Rod and Reel Radio, especially live this late on a Sunday night. Best of luck to you. And from Stan, Wendy, myself, and all of our listeners here at Rod and Reel Radio, we wish you the best of luck. And, yeah, I think we're going to be getting you on again here real soon. All right. I appreciate it. Look forward to the next one. Well, go get him, buddy. All right. Nice nice guy, isn't he? 29 years old. The um, a prodigy himself, Brandon Polinick. Hey, you know, we're, well, what's that, Stan? I was going to say his, his, his win sounded like mine. You know, last week, you know, the last couple of minutes you catch the fish, you got a race to the win, and you're hoping you, you get in before you get DQ'd, and you got your big fish just the last one you catch. I mean, it, that is the right way to win. And you're not, you're not sure that you're going to, you know, what you're going through, but you figured you'd give yourself your best chance. And then to come out a winner, I think that's a, that's a great story because I understand well, wholeheartedly how that works. <laughs> well, Stan, and not only that, because we, we've all been there before. You know you're close to, uh, you know, uh, a victory. It's the last minutes of the tournament. Uh, your gear, you know, your fishing line isn't fishing as good as it was before. You're, you're maybe starting to fish a little bit faster because you're trying to cover more water. It's a tough position to be in, and a cash-in like that is absolutely the greatest feeling there is. Oh, you're not kidding. That, that's just a great story. I loved it. All right. Hey, we're going to take a break right now, but coming up next, Captain Ray Summers from Vendetta Sports Fishing. Captain Ray has had a couple of really great days out there at the Coronado Islands. Let's find we'll be catching up with Captain Ray and talking about what could be in the future here in a little bit 
But stay tuned. we got to take a break right now. Stan, Wendy, and I will be back after these messages. Captain Chris Randall from Chief Sports Fishing. And Captain Chris, tell us about what's happening on the Chief. It's here, and it's time to go on the Chief. For those that are not familiar with the vessel, she's an 85 by 24 deluxe sport fisher that offers a wide variety of open party trips, ranging from one to five days in length. We're also available for private group charters. The Chief's onboard anemones include a fully remodeled galley with comfortable seating for 25, twin flat screen TVs with hundreds of movies, two roomy indoor heads with fresh hot water showers, stateroom and open berthing areas, an impressively large deck area, 200 scoop bait capacity, we have twin six ton spray brine fish holds to keep your catch fresh, and our professional courteous crew will go the extra mile to make your trip a memorable one. To view our schedule, log on to H&M Landing at www.hmlanding.com or feel free to give them a call at 619-222-1144. You can also follow us on Facebook and at our webpage at Chief Sport Fish Every serious angler knows that a quality hook is an important part of their arsenal. Gamakatsu hooks are made from high-grade carbon steel, specially heat-treated to make them light and extra strong, but not brittle. Gamakatsu ring hooks are made with a one-piece ring, no welds, no weak spots, a very smooth-moving ring. Gamakatsu offers a huge variety of hooks for all types of fishing. Live bait hooks, both light and heavy-duty, to four extra strong. Circle hooks, tuna hooks, ringed hooks, tuna doubles, and many more. Don't waste your next fishing trip on a cheap hook. Get Gamakatsu hooks at your favorite tackle store now. The warm weather is here and our lakes and rivers are brimming. Just remember, if you love California and you love to boat, please wear your life jacket. And make sure everyone with you puts one on, too. Save the ones you love. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. Hey, bass fishermen. Who do you call for your bass boat insurance? Well, if you're not calling me at 1-800-BASS-BOAT for your boat insurance, you're probably paying too much and may not have the coverage that you need. In 1974, I developed the bass boat program it is what all the pros use today. The reason? No depreciation or any partial claim for your hull, your big motor, your trolling motor, or your electronics until your boat's 10 years old. That's right. You only pay $250 to get your boat on the water for any partial claim, and we still pay a stated value replacement cost for your boat if you have a total loss. We're the only people in the industry that does that, and that's why we are the choice of the pros. So if you want the best, forget the rest. Just call 1-800-BASSBOAT. Call 1-800-227-7262 or just spell BASSBOAT. 1-800-BASSBOAT. I know there's too many letters, but the T is free and the call's on me. That's 1-800-BASSBOAT, the choice of the pros for BASSBOAT insurance. For more information, log on to 1-800-BASSBOAT.com. Rod and Reel Radio is now available as a podcast you can subscribe to on iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite podcasting app. Get notified as soon as new episodes are available, or go back and listen to our past shows. Browse through all of our archive shows at roddenreelradio.com slash archives, and click the subscribe button to get started listening now. And Stan, Wendy, and I, we do want to welcome you back to Rod and Reel Radio. And, and Stan and Wendy, uh, uh, again... Just an amazing story uh, with Brandon uh, Palachek over there. Entered the uh, uh, the tournament scene young, uh, went like a ball of fire in in 2012, 2013, and then all of a sudden hit that dry spell where he couldn't get a win. And and Stan, you know as well as anybody, these guys are competitive. They're there to win. Well, you know, and but that, in any group or any 
any tournament circuit. If you can get into uh, and uh, one of the bigger ones that are around, there's a group of guys that are kind of that rotate through the top 30 guys, the top 20 guys, <clears throat> that, that are always pretty consistent. Now, you get the guy that comes in, and he wins one or two off the bat, and he thinks, you know, I got this nailed down. Well, you learn pretty quick in bass fishing. It's a humbling sport. <laughs> you have... You ride that wave while you got it because all of us that have been around know that you're, that wave is going to crash and you're going to go back to fishing and, and you're going to have those dry spells. You're going to have times where you just, it just doesn't work. You, maybe you're being consistent, but you're not consistent enough. You're not catching your big ones. You just don't land them. To have him, you know, come back and do what he's done has been pretty fun. And, and that's a perfect story of how bass fishing goes. You know, you, you come in. And you, and you get a couple of good shots at it, and then all of a sudden you're kind of slacked off, and you go, you get back in the pack, and you continue to fish. You can't let down. Uh, you just got to keep making cast after cast, and and believe in yourself, and believe in every all your all your skills, because really that's where it comes into. And just keep fishing, because every time you go out, every good fisherman learns something from every time he gets on the water. So. Uh, especially these young guys, they come out and they start fishing in in the bigger events. Um, I I love that story, you know. Not coming in, Brent Ayler's a good friend too, you know, and 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 I, I'm always pulling for him because I we're he's one of my clients and a friend actually. But uh, watching what happens and and as you go through these things, it's just fun to watch, especially. You know, Brandon, when he, he pulled this one out, that's just a that's a great story. Last-minute catch and last-minute win when you didn't expect to, but you gave yourself your the best chance by fishing the arena that he was in and even going back to, all right, I'm going to go look at something I haven't fished much and, and spotting the fish and having it work. That's special. Not only that, this uh, event is really special to win because not only does – he have a, a, a great grand prize, and there were a lot of extras for big fish and doing this and doing that and everything like that. But Bassmaster changed their format for the elite guys to get to the Bassmaster Classic. There's probably about 150 or so elite fishermen that are fishing on out there, and with every tournament, they accumulate points. And what Bassmaster does is you have to be in about the top 32 to 35 point getters in order to qualify now for the Bassmaster Classic. It used to be if you won an event on the elite circuit, you you automatically qualified. Now that's not happening, but with this um, Texas uh, Fest tournament, there was an automatic berth to the Bassmaster Classic. So you know, and Brandon knows, that he's going to be fishing the 2018 event this year. Big, Big load that's, off, the, off your back. It's just huge, you know. One to just qualify and go to be able to fish a Bassmaster Classic would be the the dream come true for every angler. You know, give me a shot. Let me try my my hand against the best of the best. You know, that's that's a really cool deal. And if you can get into the Elite Series and uh, and compete in that arena with the best of the best, uh, uh, that's just a pretty special way to live. Hey, uh, Stan and Wendy, I want to tell our listening audience, uh, we've been trying to get a hold of uh, Captain Ray uh, Summers from Vendetta Sports Fishing out of H&M Landing. Haven't been able to make the connection. We want to congratulate Ray because when all these boats were were going offshore and, you know, going out to the 
the different banks and everything like that. Uh, Ray took a gamble, went out to the Coronado Islands, and just whacked it. <laughs> Big yellowtail. And, uh, you know, Stan, from what I've heard, too, and, and talking to a, a few of the skippers, the sack plane has been up there. There's a lot of fish that are not only in the 30 to the 40-mile uh, range, but there is one whole big band of big fish, big bluefin, maybe yellowfin, in the 70 to 80-mile range, and they're heading north, and there doesn't appear to be anything that's going to hold them up from coming to visit uh, us here in Southern California. So it looks like the season is just starting to light up, and that it's going to be a great season. If you don't have your reservations made on your favorite boat out of any one of the landings here in Southern California, now's the time to do it because i got to tell you, this thing is going to break loose. It's going to be a fantastic season, and you want to be a part of it. Right now, the, uh, the skippers and, and the fishermen are complaining that they think that they're fishing for these school fish that are in the 20 to 30 pound range, and then all of a sudden there's triple digit fish coming along, and where you might have uh, a dozen and a dozen and a half opportunities to bring one of these trophy fish home, maybe you're only catching two or three. Well, that's the problem. They're getting they're they're seeing this 20 to 30 pound fish, and the guys are dropping down in in, uh, in line category there to to get one of those small fish on and all of a sudden underneath comes this big stuff and they'll hang maybe 12 fish on the boat and and one angler is still sitting out there with 50 plus pound line and he lands one or you get the shot in the morning when the when they're on the flat fall because a lot of fish are coming on that in the morning you get one shot at them and and light line is not where you want to go i mean 50 pound would be that's not what I would try first thing in the morning. Get your 80 or 100-pound out. They're not shy in the night. If they, if you get a bite, you, you want to have your best shot at landing maybe the fish of your lifetime. You're not kidding. Hey, Stan, just a couple of uh, uh, reminders. Number one, June 17th, the El Cajon Ford Shootout is going to be on Lake San Vicente. It's a $300 entry fee. Fifty bucks of that goes to the big fish the rest of the money is going to go into the prize uh, fund. Compliments of Al Cajon Ford, who's picking up the ticket on most of the other expenses. It's going to be a great event. It's just a one-day event. It's not an open. There's no fish-off or anything like that. It's a team shootout. Come fish it. Have a great time. Get the chance to bring home a big check. Not only that, have fun with your friends. You're fishing in one of the premier lakes here in San Diego County, San Vicente. Uh, it's a chance to bring home some nice fish, a great paycheck, and have a good time. Not only winning a lot of money, but there'll be a lot of prizes thanks to Rod and Real Radio, too. So that's June the 17th at Lake San Vicente. Just give us a call here at Angler's Arsenal, 619-466-8355. Or go to San Diego Tournaments on Facebook or uh, Rod and Real Radio site. We've got it on the Rod and Real Radio, too. So Come and join us. Now, the other thing is I am going to be up in Craig, Alaska next week, but you know what? We're still going to have a live show. The inmates are going to be in charge of the asylum. <laughs> Stan and Wendy are coming aboard. They're going to bring us an all-live show. I know we've talked to them about a few things. They've got some surprises in store for you, but, boy, it's going to be a great show. Make sure you tune in 
next Sunday night on Raw and Real Radio starting at 5.05 p.m. Stan and Wendy are going to love to have you. And, and you know what? I'm going to try and listen to the show, but I believe we're an hour behind up uh, or an hour earlier. And, Craig, and there's a good chance with it being summer up there because I think sunset is about 9.30 in the evening. We'll probably still be on the water. So, guys. It might be two hours you might be two hours backwards, and you might be catching fish still. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm hoping so. So if I get a chance to call in and bother you guys, I will. But I know you guys are going to do a great job. So look forward to hearing from you guys next week. Hey, Stan and Winnie, that's it for now. We've just about burned up all the time. Thanks well, a lot I for your some, contributions. Well, that was pretty simple. I got a, a lot of cooking to do on the barbecue tomorrow, and, and uh, I'm going to finalize the weekend with some friends. All right, and Wendy, you have a great weekend, too. Thanks a lot for bringing uh, Jim Salazar aboard with us. Oh, sure, and have a safe trip. We look forward to all your photos. Yeah, I want to hear about it because I'm headed to Alaska after you get back. Well, I hear the kings are biting and all kinds of great fishing out there, and Captain Kirk there at the Shore Strike Lodge says, I've got some places that I've been wanting to explore that I don't normally go to. And he, now when I talking. hear that <laughs> from a guy that's been there for 20 years, sign me up for this thing. So, yep, hey, let me go. Yeah. Hey, everyone, on behalf of Stan and Wendy, Jorge in the AM540 studios, Ben Harvey, our local producer here in San Diego, and always in memory of Big Tuna Bill and Eddie McEwen, thanks for listening tonight, everyone. Stan and Wendy, they'll be back live next week on AM540 starting at 5.05 p.m. or at rodandreelradio.com. You can listen live. Go out there and get them, guys. The fish are biting. Freshwater, saltwater, eastern Sierras, it's all happening out there. We want to see you on the water. Stay safe and until two weeks. Good night, everybody. We're out for now. Ah, you know. But there's a sign upon your door. Uh-huh. Gone fishing. I'm real gone, man. <laughs> you ain't.